Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Yes, hello and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Rob Beaver, no Paul Hazelby today, Adam Papalia is joining me for the duration of the show as I welcome you in. Paps, how does it feel to be sitting in the rather large chair of Paul Hazelby? Uh, well, I fill it out pretty well then, I guess. Uh, <laughs> no, it's good to be in the chair uh, today. And, uh, yeah, Paul Hazelby having a well-earned uh, holiday up in the northern uh, certainly Midwest. Is, is, sorry, is that one of the, the worst fishing jetties and beaches in Western <laughs> Australia? Just ask him. He'll tell you it's one of the worst well, he's trying uh, to keep out there. everyone mm-hmm. away from there. That's why. He's doing a pretty good job. I don't know what it's like during school holidays. We'll have to have a chat to him when he comes back but there's plenty of time for that and there's plenty of time for this as well the dig dial before you dig the essential first step now perhaps as is customary on this show for dial before you dig the essential first step don't dig yourself into a hole we take aim at something that has grinded our gears throughout the week i'm going to give you the new ball here um as as the guest the co-host what what has gotten on your nerves i want a fresh perspective on the world uh well there's a number of things but uh, <laughs> the one that's uh grinding my gears a little bit more is we sort of uh get more and more players putting their hands up to say that they want to move clubs mm. in the AFL i think it's free agency is starting to well if it hasn't already it's definitely becoming a bit of an issue it's sort of undoing a lot of what the AFL is trying to do with equalisation when you look at the way they structure the fixture and uh, the way they uh, hold the draft and give concessions to different clubs. But it's it's getting dangerous, I think. And we've seen it happen with a number of clubs over the last few years. Hawthorne were probably the pioneers of doing it when they were able to really keep topping up their list through that premiership uh, era and uh, get some good players in. Um, But, you know, when someone like Joe Danaher can then go from the Bombers and then nominate, oh, actually, I want to go to Brisbane. Brisbane's my team that I want to go to. Well, why is that, Joe? He's saying, for one, that it's the medical uh, department at Brisbane who've had a good track record of getting players uh, back out and fit on the track. Uh, And he's had a wretched run with injury. But I think it might also be because Brisbane are right in the premiership window. And (laughs) the fact they might win the flag this year and then top up even further, we saw it with Tom Lynch. I mean, he's the best example of it is Tom Lynch at the Tigers. They'd won a premiership uh, the year before and then they get the best forward in the competition. It just doesn't sit right. And the AFL need to look at how this is going to be managed going forward. Interesting points. There are elements of that I agree with, but let me ask you this. How long has Joe Danaher been at the Bombers? Uh, Well, he was drafted in 2012 as a father-son, so eight years. So Essendon have had eight years, and granted, as you mentioned, he's had injuries, but at what point do we stop hating on the players for wanting to go to clubs and be successful? And and, and in any work, sometimes you just need to change your environment to get the best out of yourself. But at what point do we turn around to the clubs and say, it's actually on you. You need to create an environment. You need to create a culture that players want to be a part of. Adam Saad is also looking to get out. This is not just a Joe Danaher thing. So um, they might be on the the verge of a complete list rebuild, given some of the things that are happening there. But at what point do you turn around and say, it's not free agency? That And that's the enabler. But the core issue is actually the club and the culture. Uh, no, I don't think so. 
I think it comes so, so down to So why doesn't it happen to every club then? Money. It happens to a lot of clubs. Mm-hmm. It comes down to money in the end if you can get a, a bigger deal at uh, a lot of clubs. And it comes down to uh, success. So if your club, yes, you're trying to be successful, but not everyone can be. But how are you going to be successful if your best players keep walking out to try and go somewhere else to get more success and maybe take less money? I don't think take the Gold Coast out of this because the Gold Coast were a mess for the first you know seven <laughs> years of their existence. But there aren't many players who leave in the first three to four years who are getting regular game time. The game time thing in the list. If you're on a successful team and you're drafted um, to a premiership window or a team with a premiership window and you're not getting game time, some teams will move on um, from that. But I think that there's enough time in three or four years. You can you see what Luke Beveridge did with the Bulldogs when he came in. They were seller dwellers. They go out, they play a final, they win a grand final. Absolutely out of the box Cinderella story. I get that. But I think you have to put the buck on the clubs and say you need to actually put things in place and sell these players on the image. Yeah, there's going to be the odd one that are going to leave regardless. But I think a club that's strong with a good foundation, with good people, and who has an image and a vision for their future, I don't think players often leave. That's not sort of the argument I'm, I'm having here because it's more about the, the whole concept of free agency, undoing what the AFL's trying to do in other areas. And and that's what's been the problem. It's the players have been able to drive it a little bit more. Um, but when you've got so many restrictions around uh, academies, around uh, you know fixturing, when they try and fixture the bottom clubs against each other so that they can try and get a few more wins into the next season, when you have obviously the draft and the sides that finish lower get the higher draft picks that's all equalization measures but then free agency undoes a lot of that work so i just think they need to tweak it i'm not saying they need to get rid of it they just need to tweak it i think to stop some of these really gun players um going to teams that are right in the window just to try and help them win more premierships we need to see a bit more of an even spread so that we don't get these super teams for lack of a better term where you see like at richmond i mean tom lynch going to the tigers after they've won a flag that was really, that was a joke. That was a joke. I'm not, uh, I won't argue with you on that, but uh, look, a deep and considered dig. These are the things we don't get with Paul Hazelby here on Off the Bench. Plenty more still Sorry, to come. Have I gone too hard? No, no, you've really? gone well. Rob Harvey from the Collingwood Football Club joins us next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench, Rob Beaver and Adam Papalia with you today. Hope you're well wherever you are in the beautiful state of Western Australia. Now, Adam, you caught up earlier in the week with Magpies assistant coach Rob Harvey. Of course, they take on the Geelong Cats later today. This is what he had to say earlier in the week with yourself and Carl Langdon. Thanks for joining us, mate. How are you? Uh, yeah, good, boys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, appreciate yeah, it. Uh, um, finally got those West Coast Eagles, eh? Um, the feeling after the game, you could see the players were um, were very, very happy. Yeah, uh, look, it was a it was a great final, and obviously, um, there's been a bit of a history already mounting with those two teams. So, um, oh, look, it was it was a great game, and um, I think as Adam Simpson said after the game in his presser, like someone had to be in front at the end, and thank, thankfully it was us. Last one from me before I let Paps at you, mate. Um, what was it like in the lead-up with what you had to do back here in Western Australia? And do you think that that galvanised you a little bit as a team? I, I read our newspaper. It said dirty pies. There was a few things to fire you up. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we had that two weeks in June up um, already mid-season. So I reckon that definitely helped us just because we knew what we, we were in for with um, what to expect when we went there. So that definitely helped us. Um, and I think the galvanising thing, you know, we went from the Sunshine Coast to 
June right for that week again. Um, I, I think, you know, leaving, leaving sort of, we left the families behind and we were able to get everyone together and just, um, yeah, that, that, that didn't hurt us, I don't think. And, and just to just to be able to, to, get, to, to rally the troops and get, get you know, almost that mission mentality that definitely helped us to um, to get together and, and and get on a on a on a on a course towards the, the game at um, at Optus on Saturday and and yeah, it was a, it was just a it was a good it was a good effort it was a great game and as, as I said it could have gone either way but thankfully we were in front of the end it was a it was a brilliant game it was an absolute thriller it was a, a brutal contest as well before we focus of course now you move on to take on the Cats uh, just a couple of things out of the game firstly uh, Mason Cox his first quarter was unbelievable he, he likes to swagger around a bit when he's up and going and he was certainly silencing the crowd. Yeah, well, and and when he when he is like that, he, he plays his best footy, and um, that, that's happened. And I, I think, I mean, his first quarter was um, really good, obviously, but he'd been building towards that for a few weeks. He's been, um, you know, we'd had a few losses, sort of, you know, close losses against good teams before that, and he he's been building really well. Like he's, we're really happy with his contest for the ball and and, and his ability to present for us down the line. So it, that's been building that performance and. Um, just just highlights and shows that you know when we do use the ball, um, you know, to his advantage that that he can deliver, and that that was a really good you know, good performance. And, and to see him do that and and just give us some that give us that sort of scoreboard pressure early was a big factor in the game. In the past, it's been the Eagles, I think, in some of these contests that have been able to kick those miraculous goals to get into winning positions late in the game. Uh, Brody Meyer checks one, uh, where he kicked it off the left foot on the run. Now, has he admitted if he was trying to centre that one or was he actually going for the goals? Well, he's never going to admit it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, the jury's out still on whether he was centering that or having a shot. But um, either way, it was pretty important part of the game and um, we'll take them anyway they come. More of Robert Harvey coming up on the other side of this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench, continuing our chat from earlier in the week with Adam Papalia and Carl Langdon, joined by Robert Harvey, assistant coach of the Collingwood Magpies. You must have been wrapped with the return of Chris Main, mate. He's obviously a player that you value to select him after his injury, but uh, the impact that he had, I-, I thought, was um, really key to your night. Yeah, he's, and that's what we've come to expect from him. And even like with the injury he had, with the you know the the, the fracture in the in the jaw and the cheekbone, like it was a really brave effort to come back so quickly. But and, and obviously he needed medical clearance to do that. But but it, you know it, it was a, still a big effort and. Um, yeah, our players love what he brings. Like he, he's the ultimate team man, and, and, and you know, playing that role for us on that wing. Um, some really big contests late in the game, which we've come to expect, and, and that's what he does. And I think the players love him for that. And um, yeah, he, he's been an absolute. Well, he's been just a pleasure for us since he's come over. And um, yeah, as I said, he's the ultimate team man. I think everyone was enthralled by the Liam Ryan Braden Maynard battle. What was the discussion in the coaches' box as you were watching that unfold? Well, it was um, he was always an issue, Ryan, and and you know we we all, we sort of toot and sort of throwed a bit with that matchup, but in the end, um, it was just a, it was one of those battles that um, I thought Maynard was as always just gives his all. Like so, every possession that Ryan got, he had to earn, you know, really hard from Braden, and and you know that's that's what we love about him. He's he's really unlucky not to be all Australian this year. That's how good he's been for us, and um, it was just one of those battles. And 
um, obviously Ryan was good and I thought Maynard was really good the other way. So, um, yeah, it was just a... I think that's what finals are about, those those one-on-one battles that, that, that we see. And, you know, no different in the ruck on the weekend with Nat Nui and, and you know, Grundy and Cameron. They're, they're just what people talk about and what, what we love in the game. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. What was the, the tactics from the Collingwood point of view, obviously putting Darcy Cameron in the ruck opposed to uh, putting Brodie Grundy up against Nick Natanui for large parts of the match, particularly late? Well, we always went into the game with that 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 view of trying to double-team him a little bit. Um, and obviously he was, he was so good in the centre bounce, you know, to be able to get them going and to be able to score goals really quickly at centre bounce. So that was an issue for us all night. Um, and as the game we're on, we just we just were sort of um, really seeing you know, what we thought would be most effective at the time, and, and that's that's how it went down. And um, you know, Bro- obviously Brody's been so good for us for so long, but he's carried such a workload for so long as well. And we just wanted to sh- to, to, to share that load a bit. And um, I thought as the game we're on, that was really effective. And um, some of um, Cameron's efforts late um, and and Grundy's efforts late were, were pivotal in the game. And you know, I think that was. Having to put both those boys on the fresher side late was a was a win for us. Joel Selwood, they're going to wait at the Cats until the last moment to assess as to whether the surgery on his finger was successful. Just having a look at uh, the match, Port Adelaide and Geelong. I'm sure that you were able to cast an eye across that. Uh, again, it was another great game of footy. I mean, we had some brilliant games of footy. All of them were right down to the wire in most cases. And they're going to be tough to toss. Yeah, well, and Port Adelaide game really. We played them last round of the season, so like they're going so well. Um, and and every every game we play against Geelong so tight and so you know toing and froing. So we we expect that again. Um, you know, obviously Selwood um, with his injury, but you know it'd be pretty hard to keep him out. So we're we're planning for that that that's him to play. So um, yeah, I think you know we know what we're going to get. We're going to get a, a fierce team um, that really is, um, you know, going to come back hard at us. So uh, we, we know what we're in for and, um, you know, we, we've got to, to back up some um, our, our performance last week and, and do it again, which um, I think the boys are ready for. Were you happy that they chose the Gabba, mate, uh, given that's where the grand final is going to be played? Um, oh, yeah. Well, well, I think that's... Um, well, we've been playing there a fair bit ourselves. It's been sort of our semi-home ground, so we're, we're familiar enough with the ground. Um, yeah, there'll be no excuses there. So we, we front up and um, do our best and, and we'll have no excuses at the end of the night. Robert Harvey there. Stay with us here on Off The Bench. Plenty still to come. Off The Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off The Bench. No Paul Hazelby. His chair has been ably sat in today by Adam and Papalier. And Pats, before we go, we're going to take a look at the final coming up later on today. It is Geelong taking on Collingwood. A lot at stake, I think, for both sides in terms of the scrutiny that may come their way. But who are you leaning towards at this stage? Look, I usually, in these scenarios, when you get to the semifinals, probably just lean to the team that lost in the first week in a uh, qualifying final because they've finished in the top four for a reason. This year, it might be a little bit different just because it's been a a shortened season with only the 17 games and uh, the the players, obviously, and the ladder so much uh, tighter this season than it has been maybe in some other ones. But the Cats, for me, I think there's more at stake for them tonight with 
the fact that Patrick Dangerfield is just so desperate to get to a grand final. Chris Scott hasn't had a great finals record since he's taken over at the Cats either. They've made so many preliminaries over the last couple of seasons. They've been about the mark. They've had a great record during the home and away season. But the heat's starting to go up on them. And especially with Gary Ablett's last season too. This is his last chance to win another flag. It would be the fairy tale finish for him and for Geelong if they can take it out again. And the, the flip side is also, I think, the, the Magpies gave it everything against West Coast. Can they back that up again? That was a, a brutal and bruising game. They've got a couple of days less recovery than what Geelong uh, have. So uh, can Collingwood back that up? So that's why I'm leaning with Geelong tonight. I'm leaning Geelong, but I'll consult the gods as I flip my little coin. Watch yep. the studio. Geelong. There we go. That's what we're going for. Geelong in this one. Paps, really appreciate your time on Off the Bench. Uh, Hayes will be back next week, but thank you for your help all week, I must say, but particularly this morning here on Off the Bench. Got much planned for the rest of your weekend or just sitting on the couch watching the footy? <laughs> be watching a fair bit of footy, I think, and then, uh, well, there's nothing on on Sunday. So uh, re, <laughs> to be advised. Uh, address myself to the family, uh, reintroduce <laughs> myself to the family, which would be good. Uh, but everyone else out there, have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy the footy this afternoon. Looking forward to it. That is another edition of Off the Bench back next next week with Hayes as well. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.